so I've been writing these custom songs for Emory, right? And it is such a unique experience. And it, it helps me with my heart a little bit because people, it, okay, I'll, I'll say this and I'm, it sounds like I might be tooting my own horn. It helps me realize that I really do have a talent. Like I actually do have a songwriting talent that is real. Now I'm not saying I'm the best in the world or whatever, but you know, I'm not just some uh, piece of shit. The craft of it up is, in the band is a or craft it, it, though, like a carpenter. Right. There's right. also, you can, anybody's capable of maybe channeling the best tune ever in a moment yeah. or whatever. The craft sure. of songwriting, like carpentry. Right. You, you had that's it. a great way of looking at it. You're exactly right. Like I, I can take the time and I will stop and fix a word or change a melody or do, like there's things I know. I know when something's not exactly right or something. I'm not, and I'm not saying it's the greatest song in the world, like you said, but I'm just, but it's really interesting. Cause like I'm, I'm writing a song. I just, just wrote a song right now for, um, it's a wedding It's for a, a couple as two as two gay guys are getting married. And I was like, while I was writing, I was like, this is really cool. Cause their story is awesome. And I get to write this song and they're trusting me with this. And this is going to be a song that's really personal to them. And I'm a guy that came from conservative Christianity that thought gay people were going to hell not that long ago. Mm-hmm. And if you'd have told me it, when we were in college together, let's say the late nineties, probably and even early two thousands, I would be writing a song for two a gay guys, song. a, gay a love, love song, song for their marriage, writing for, a gay, for their wedding stuff. Poor guys I, I having to said, slip, write gay love songs to just make ends meet. Yeah, I, I would have thought, I, I would have said, <laughs> I can't do that because it would be wrong or sinful. Yeah. I would be sinning. I would be denying Christ and I'm, I have to proclaim Christ and all that stuff. And now I see it so differently. I'm so happy about that, that I can see like these folks really love each other. And they're going to have, and they, they're cool. They're telling me their story and it's not very much unlike mine. And, you know, I mean, there's differences, obviously they, they live out, you know, way, not near me and all, you know, different part of the country and all that stuff. But I mean, it's just really neat. And then, you know, the next one's a, a husband to his wife. And then there's, you know, several more. And it's just funny that I'm doing this. Like in 2021, I just wouldn't have, I couldn't have ever guessed that there would have been a pandemic and that it would have affected my kids so much and my family so much and that I would still be doing music and I'd be 45 and still figuring things out and that everything was kind of chaotic, but also a little more clear. Like, I feel like I'm a little bit more clear in, in, in learning and who I am and what I want to believe and why I want to believe it instead of just being told something or that, you know, it's just, it's, it's really, really crazy how things have turned out. Like I just wouldn't have expected myself to be as open or uh, as not. I'm less judgmental than I thought I would be in in a way that I thought I was being judgmental for Christ. You know what I mean? But I wasn't. I just wasn't. I was just told that you got to be judgmental in order to believe in God or something. You know. And now I now I don't believe that at all. So when people ask me about uh, my faith or Christianity, like we talked about George uh, talking with George this week on the main episode. I started thinking about it like I, when people say, are you a Christian? I, a lot of what it is, I just am not, but my belief in faith, like I actually, I do believe in a lot of the heart of what I think Christianity should be, but there's so much wrapped up in it that I don't really want to be that. I don't really want to say, I, I really want to say I'm, I'm not a Christian because there is so much that goes along with it that I just am really opposed to now. So I, I don't know if I'm a Christian, but at the same time, it feels bizarre to say I'm not like I, I, 
I believe in Jesus, a savior. And that's just, but I believe it in a way that it's like, well, this is where I'm at in this uh, time frame of the history of the world. And I grew up in South Carolina. And so it makes sense to me. And maybe God's reaching me through that in some way. But I'm open, I'm more open now to, you know, somebody who grew up in another country and they believe a certain way too. And God's reaching out to them that way, maybe. You know what I mean? I don't, the certainty of it is gone. Yeah, yeah. Certainty, the certainty is, is, the, is the variable, but the but the certainty can go down, and the frame, and the spine, and the structure, and the principles, and the values not changed because they those are there still. Yeah. So I feel that I have, or maybe eventually will have a linguistic ability to probably argue every. I mean, this is just the way my mind works, but it's like if I think about it long enough, I'll be able to retain everything about what people call Christianity better than they will. I'll be able to translate the terms in a way that won't lock me into the baggage of those. Like I have this desire to define it for myself, what I mean by it and still maintain that. No, I fucking know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like you, your language is and your behavior is screwed up. I, if I had to boil it all the way down and spend the rest of my life trying to, put together where the my values and ethics come from and what they believe and what that came from like how Jesus fits into that I think that puzzle is salt it's like I think I understand what I my ethics are and they come from that through him and that source or something yeah. so I, it will sound vague and frustrating and of course non-dogmatic but I think all the important things about it I I think I'll be able to retain them I mean I don't have the vocabulary and the translations of all of it but i'm not really willing to relinquish my my values because of a system an organization a religion dogma tradition that i'm not willing to sacrifice what i think is the good and right things about the world that i hear from jesus and i believe that comes from the bigger thing than that that's the source of i mean like that's as vague as that's the best resolution i can put on it right now but I'm yeah. not giving that up. Fuck you. Yeah. I don't care what you call it. I think that's too. Um, I feel so uh, I'm wary of the things that are happening right now. Like uh, I was listening to, you know, uh, Scott Galloway, Kara Swisher um, podcast pivot. I always listen to that podcast. I really enjoy it. Um, but they had John McWhorter on, which I thought was really interesting because Kara says, you know, a lot of stuff we disagree on, but I, I just really respect his ideas and thoughts and him as a person. I was like, oh, this is really cool because they really disagree a, a decent amount on a lot of stuff, but they haven't. And I was like, this is this is so cool. I'm listening to this podcast with a lot of brilliant people on here. And uh, John McWhorter was talking about how our culture is just is he has a new book out and it's basically um, about the new religion of just of woke, like, like wokeism. Yeah. And, and, and he was just saying, it was interesting how the parallels he was putting to religion or, you know, and honestly, even like Christianity, like for example, the uh, original sin. And then you always yeah. are yeah. sinful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you always have it, like, you know, like uh, whatever it might be, whatever, you know, you, you did one tweet or your, your white privilege or whatever it, you always have it and you can't, and you have to just try to always, find forgiveness for it or repent that's the of posture it. of or do, that the language is the same. i'm not even talking about the actual i mean i, I believe that there's white privilege I, 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 but i'm saying the idea there too the way it's it's have it sounds re- the the terms and the wording and the way it is is very much like the church i grew up in but they were just talking about christianity was to have you in a position of debt 
is not yeah. you can't rise up from such pos- a position right. and overtake if you're in a position of gratitude and debt indebtedness. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, it's just interesting. That's why I feel like so I'm like, man, what is happening? And because we've been talking about this for a while, that there, you know, there will be more religions. I mean, you and I were oh, having yeah, this conversation on. It years is on, ago. On, on, on. It's like the explosion of indie bands. All you know, there's like 80 bands in, that could tour, and then right, 80 thousand right after that. But people want it. That's what I'm saying. People. We've want had like seven religions for thousands it. of years, and now we're about to get infinite amounts of religion. You know, we're oh, here, it's know. here. You know, it's like the it was bit the big, the big three for a long, long time, and then Scientology. Mormonism, yeah. Scientology, everything, everything. Now everything. Yeah. Now it's open. Yeah. It's just like Instagram person is a religion, whatever. Like it's just wide open. Like whatever it, works. It's, it's inside of us. It's like in our DNA oh, yeah. that we want it. That we actually it's, need it or want. It. Like we, you, you search for that thing to move. Yeah. Yeah, and it, to be a part of a movement, and it makes you feel like your is. life is has more worth or something. Purpose. Or more, yeah, more purpose, yeah. more worth. I mean, it just that's. I guess that's what it is. Well, your I mean, person has to find purpose, and if it ain't if it ain't in the big that, it's in something else. It's in the what. It's just right. whatever it's going to be in. And then when those systems get going, the movements, of course, they find the fi- same dynamics. Like they have to find a reason to keep people subdued. Like, yeah. That right. just like a virus mutating, it has to evolve into that structure yeah. at some point. Any movement does yeah. of any type, kingdom, religion, conspiracy theory, or something like they all—they're all the same thing. And then COVID just sped it all up, so now yeah. it'll be—it's yeah. faster and more. I mean, I don't even think. Yeah. I mean, what do you think as far as COVID goes? I think everybody thought I'm scared that I could die or my family would die or something. You know, like I think everybody thought just on the survival level that no one really saw all the other things that probably are even bigger changes to the world. No. Yeah. Are happening. Right. Like all the, all the things that we just thought were peripheral were actually maybe more main, main circumstances that we are all facing, but the, that just made us all go, okay. And separate, you know, hide trust, you know, the government hopefully is going to save us with a vaccine or with money (laughs) bailouts and stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, and all this stuff. And then, and I just don't even think any of it is really true. And so the the future, I mean, the the future is, seems just like zero chance I could ever take a guess at what it's going to be. Yeah, like, and I mean, you I won't ever no find thing. out. The worst part is you'll never find out either. That's the Why, bad part. Die? No, even worse, you'll be alive and just won't get it. Yeah, that's probably right. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. you, your world's just going to look like yours does now, right? And maybe less. Yeah. <laughs> and also it's going to go on to the rest of what it's going to be, but you just won't, it won't involve right. you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, a, that's actually pretty scary. So shared meaning is, is valuable there, but it's, um, I was saying since the pandemic, um, very, very early and I still maintain that it'll take a while for people to really get it. But March 15th, 2020 is the marks th- that just is the historical date of the beginning of the digital age. That yeah. just is that date. That's what that is. I think like you're there's right. before that and there's after that, and that's the exact date. I mean, you could argue the dates. I just picked that because it's a like the odds is of of a March or something. I don't know. It's fifteenth. Yeah. I just said, but that that was right when the first lockdowns were happening, and everybody's like, "Wait, oh, you mean like this is really happening?" Yeah. And now doing what with on like a movie's going to come out online, like whatever it was. That was a the point. There's something that happened right then that marks. Well, you don't. It's okay to switch right. over. It's just okay to switch over now. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I mean, now that we all know, oh, you, you should be scared or can be really scared and that people mm-hmm. can be dangerous just with their coughing or sneezing. But not, not only that, I mean, uh, that you might go to a parade and get shot or hit by a car. There's, I mean, people, more and more, everybody's dangerous. So it's just going to be easier and easier to get in that metaverse world. And then as all, all, all life has changed in, like I was thinking, like we were talking about um, the people my, that make the first transition don't in any thing like this, they don't, they don't do so no, well right. in the, across the transition from one to like, if you're the people that live across the fucking thing, that's the bumpy part. Right. <laughs> you know, like it yeah. makes sense. I was talking to my dad and he asked Ruby, he's like, when do you think, when will you be able to drive? Do you know the age limits? And she said, I think it's uh, 16 or 17. You know, uh, I get, which is funny because she's only 12, but she knew that answer. But I was like, she might not really need a car. Like I was thinking, oh, we'll move to electric cars. Electric cars might not even, like why everybody already now is starting to do meetings virtually and, and doing less travel in general, you know, flights. And, and I was thinking, oh, if you can just go in, to the metaverse, you it'll you'll be there. So why would you have to? Why would you'll you spend time there. traveling? Yeah, right. And as that, it gets more and better and better, your vacations you'll be there. I mean, you. That's what Chuck Klosterman had it all first. Chuck Klosterman is the first person to notice a big big shift, and it was I think it was before. Do you remember when he said that thing that I said he said? Yeah, <laughs> I remember something about it. What did he say? He though? said it was before the pandemic. I think. That's why I've just, I cannot get out of my head. But he said that um, he started to think that, like, he was just pulling, you know, it sounded like he's just messing, but he yeah. was, he's not messing. It's actually right. Or you can consider it this way, or some people are this way, that on Twitter, that is the real, like, people oh, go, because yeah, you yeah. know how long people would say on Twitter, uh, well, that you can just ignore that. That's just Twitter, or that's this, or that, or whatever. But really, people that are living in the digital age, in their reality, that like there's the part of them in person, like where you see their like sweatpants and whatever. But that's the part that doesn't matter, right? right. In society, right? Because you don't encounter the meat sack that much, right? So that and what like, they're really nice to their parakeet and their mailman. That is that the real them. Right. What's the real them then? Like, yeah. So, and, and he said, so even one's behavior on Twitter, well, that is the real them in a sense, or can be looked at as such. And it seemed very fucked up that when he was saying it, it, it felt jarring even a little bit to me. But I was like, shit. I mean, you could that could be true. And then now, yeah. just I think he just, I, I, you know, I think he was just right on top of that. That transition is w- upon us. Yeah, the real you is is the person online. This, and we, whatever we the effects of the behavior are, this the right. behavior like your interaction with meaning of others, consciousness. That's the that's the you. Yeah. That's the only you anybody cares about. Right. <laughs> Just because on Twitter, that's if that's where your impacts are, that's you. That's what freaks me out though. Is that's <clears throat> those people really are the gatekeepers gatekeepers of the future. Like we, everybody shits on Mark Zuckerberg or. Bill Gates or uh, what's his face that just stepped down from Twitter? What's his name? Jack. Jack. Uh, he just stepped down from Twitter this week. Um, but I was just thinking they are crap. Like Mark Zuckerberg goes, oh, I have to get I have to be the first with this metaverse thing. Change the name even to meta because so that, mad that, he did that's that. everything. And he'll he'll actually craft the world you live in. 
Yeah, that language grab has, on calling though, it meta is has. so gangster. I hate it so oh, no. bad because the, everybody knows the metaverse is going to be the thing. <laughs> he just claimed it's going to act yeah. like uh, Facebook is the metaverse. That's so right. obnoxious. That's so obnoxious. It's but so it's going rude. to work, and we're going to be. Know, I, know. I mean, that's the world you're going to live in. You're going to live in his world that he designs. <laughs> I mean, really? So like, rude. I mean, control. I mean, they are already proven that Facebook it's uh, mani- manipulates so people and does rude. things. I mean, what is that going to do? So, I mean, what? It's going to be, it's, it's worse it's, than rude. It's just super, <laughs> super rude. It's scary. I mean, that's why when we were talking to George this week about Bitcoin, it did, I was like, huh, that's interesting that there isn't really a, a business of Bitcoin, like a brick and mortar mm-hmm. place or, you know, the, the, all that. That's cool. But I'm still, I am concerned it could be manipulated. But there are every, all, the digital world that we're going to live in, this metaverse, it will have brick and mortar companies that want to use you as a tool yeah. and a resource to move forward with, with their agenda. Mm-hmm. And you'll go along with it. We will and there all won't go be Zuckerbergs it. in it involved. That's going to be really hard to for people to, to adjust. But there won't like it's nice to have a Zuckerberg to be mad at, right? Oh, yeah. It's just going to be Discord names and stuff that are anonymous that still accomplish things in the world. Yeah. And it'll still matter, and you won't even be able to know who to be mad at about it (laughs) if they take advantage of you. It's going to be scary. And you'll get all these things that you want and need, and you'll just, that's what you'll do. I mean, you'll be able to, I mean, in some ways, I I look at it as like some really awesome new way of life that'll be really cool and maybe you get to work a job that you really want to or you will do something that really helps but then i go yeah but who is behind it and building it and making it and designing it and crafting it mm-hmm. and how will those things mm-hmm. affect you i mean already the ads and marketing and advertising and the way that they manipulate you political politically on facebook already has changed the world so this thing is just going to be i mean it's scary but the Real truth is everybody's going to go with it. You won't not. I mean, you just won't not. As soon as uh, you always talk about, would, if I could go to space, I always said I wouldn't. But I mean, of course, you'll go into the metaverse and you'll be in it all the time. You're on your phone all the time already. Yeah, I mean, they, it's, it's yeah. got you. Whatever this thing is, and it's not some conspiracy theory for evil. It's like it's just as happening. There's like a. I was thinking about the other day, like our phones and the internet and everything is all just us already. Yeah, and it's this thing that's moving. Yeah all yeah. together towards the next yeah. thing like we yeah. think our individuality and that we're unique and that mm-hmm. i need to do now you're our nothing you're it doesn't, some, it doesn't, you're part of yeah. your data point that's it your yeah. data you're a one or zero right and you matter right. you matter i mean the data like data you're matter. valuable like, yeah you have value if you have the date ones and zeros wrong it could, the program won't right. run so and right. you're part of the program but you're a data your data in the system it's wild, man. It's your I mean, main I, function to the system, the larger collective of, you know, humanity yeah. or the, whether it's digital or not, that's still true. Like we have yeah. just experienced the most individualistic swing of our species has ever, you know what I mean? The very yeah. peak of individualism, we may just have crossed that. But if you just think of collectivism at all, you're a smaller part of a bigger thing. Yeah. But you want to make your consciousness the supreme, but it just didn't. Yeah. And there can be consciousness above you. And then people talk about collective con- like can the whole thing become self-aware or whatever that crap is? Like right. I I mean, I guess you have to ask those questions. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about the other day like people go camping so they can get back to nature and feel like what it was not have a house and to, you know, maybe start your own fire. You know, it's like it's really fun. And I was thinking that's just that's the way it will be in the future, not that very long from now. You'll do that, but like 
organically go to the grocery store. Pretend so to do, you, you know go to work I mean? for like, a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go do stuff that right now you think is normal. And eventually that'll be like camping. Like, oh, you know, you can't camp. Most people camp for a weekend. That's about all they can handle. Yeah. Get me back to the air condition, the no mosquitoes, mm-hmm. you know, the toilet, toilet paper, all this. Get me back. Get me back. I'll do it for a weekend or something. Then that's the way it's going to be. Like you'll, you'll do some kind of up, buy your own you know, groceries let, weekend. Let's have, let's have physical organic sex tonight. It's going to be crazy. That's going to be, be like so a holiday. Wild. Yeah. Like shop for your own groceries and have sex yeah. with a human. Uh, oh my uh, God. Bad holidays sex with my yeah. wife. It, it, we got out of our pods and had, uh, it was crazy. But uh, yeah, it was, it was fine. You know, that's what it's like say. camping. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. it's exactly just what to it stay is. in tune. It's like you go yeah. back in time to you go back to the thing and go to the Eliza Lucas Pinkney uh, cotton, no. you know, indigo factory and walk through her uh, the yeah. whatever walk through somebody old person's preserved house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or actually drive a car yeah. or whatever it might be. I mean, you know, they just but all these things. Every, it's so weird right now because I'm reading through again the Dark Tower series by Stephen King and it the the phrase that I was always said throughout is. There's other worlds than these is one of them, but the main one to me is, uh, the world moved on and it just like, as I'm listening to this book, it just feels exactly like that the, different parts of the story. You know, there's all these intertwining stories. People don't realize that the world has moved on, but it has, or the world's moved on. And now they're just clinging to the, what kind of was, cause they, it's uh-huh. still around, you yeah. know, the relics and the shit from the old earlier people and stuff. And I'm like, man, this is, it's what it feels like now. Like, uh, cars and airplanes and, uh, all, all of these things are just going away and we're trying to, we're trying to hold on to something that was probably broken and killing us anyway. And it, and so it has to move on no matter what it has to keep going. We won't, we won't exist like this. We're not, I don't think we're really doing that good. People Nobody that, even know, wants to, I know. Nobody <laughs> wants to. Wants to. You're right. Do they? No, not no, at all. What, to bring it there on. It has then. to be something, but I do wonder what that'll be like and who will you trust and what will the leaders look like? Cause they're not going to look like the leaders of the past, which is a good thing in some ways, but also thing. I don't know what that will be. And it's just, you know, it's just going to happen no matter what And the world is moving on and it's moving on. I think honestly, because of COVID and the pandemic, even faster, way faster, yeah. just way faster. I mean, it is crazy. So what do you, what do you think is, uh, is that dark tower series? Is it, it it's a bunch of stories. It's all in one frame story. No, 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 no. It's it's mainly one. The main guy, Roland, uh, is a gunslinger, and he's kind of like a knight. Uh, you but know, what do you mean, a bunch of stories? Is it well? There's uh, there's all different characters, and Stephen King will subplots. Give you, yeah, yeah. Just like he, I mean, the books are so long that he'll give you lots of details about just a side character that's only in it for a little while, but you just know a lot about him. You know, uh-huh. like a you know, you'll just know more because he just gives you a lot of detail, which is interesting. And it just gives you some some parts of their stories, and then they intertwine into the main character stories. And it's just you know, it just it's really. It's amazing. Like I, I keep thinking, I was like, man, I wish I could get Stephen King on our podcast. I, that would be probably the number one person I would love to have on the podcast. And I don't think there's any way he would ever come on, but he's getting older and he's going to die. But I, I was walking, uh, and I actually, I've been running a lot too, but, uh, I listened to the book on my, um, when I'm exercising and I thought uh, the question I want to ask him is, do you believe this? Like he, he, the way he talks about the stories, it was, he had to make it or it just was. And kind of the way I, we talk about writing music, like you stumble upon it, it's just there and you just got to kind of dig and find in your brain somehow there's story. And it's, it's just more like, I almost think 
he sees more than just whatever this reality is. Or, or I, I just love to know if he believes believes it more. Like, are these characters? Because he, I mean, he's even a part of this story. Like, he even wove himself into it later in the. I've read the series before, but he's 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 a part of of this story as well. And it's just like, man, and it, it makes me think about like the never ending story, and then some like the the things that have always gotten me like it really. Uh, fascinated me or mm-hmm. got my attention are those stories of like it's more or the reality can be shifted or whatever you you don't have to accept just what this is and mm-hmm. I I feel that way and then then I go well, I guess I'm getting crazy and I'm old and losing it or whatever because nobody wants to talk about that really but I feel like Stephen King has some place he can tap into and go that is more than what we have here and i feel like i can do that too in some ways not some uh, i have this brilliant mm-hmm. mind i just think there's more i just can't accept just that this is it i feel like there is something like i, I could pull this back this reality back and i could see something else and it might not even be good it might be horrible i, I mean that sounds true to me like as a mystical i mean you just had to call that mystical yeah you just you don't have any alternative but right. it doesn't seem mystical it seems uh, Really, you. I really think that that is what it might just be. What very outlier creativity feels like as an experience to be able to take um, like parts of your subconscious brain and then connect them together from that state of openness or something. And it might have a sensation that feels like you're. But it also might just be that there's more dimensions that we don't know scientifically. Either way, right? There's more. Yeah, there's there is more. I mean, there's more than our five fucking senses get. So and there's a lot we don't understand about what was making us have the experiences we're having. But the ones where creativity comes through, there's some proof in that that there's something because you didn't know all the stuff. It it couldn't have all come from you is this this distinct sensation. It's like, well, I know this is here and I know it's real and I know it matters and I know I didn't know it and I know it's here now. So how that came from somewhere. Yeah. That's what creativity feels like or a light bulb moment, even if it's just an idea of like it came from somewhere. Like even finding your keys sometimes can give you that feeling like. They call you, told to you. Now, all of a sudden, you have this, and it just leaps forth that you know something, but you did not know it. Yeah. Or where is that coming from or something? But for sure, Stephen King is able to pull more detail from the other realm than anybody else, you think? Like, who else is like that? I mean, you? I think there are. And I like, you know, he'll do references to other books and authors and stuff. But I think, I think, and when you create some story, you are creating another reality and then it's something there's, like that. There's yeah. some kind of really deep truth. I mean, like, I mean, think about uh, like Harry Potter or whatever. Yeah. Same. Like, there, there's cohesive a whole world universes. there that you, that you almost yeah. could just believe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like cohe- the, the author at least has made the thing cohesive, like whatever yeah. level you look at, you'll find detail there and it'll be, and it'll be consistent in, in it. So it seems like yeah. you couldn't just think of all those details. You're not all guesses. It's not like, oh, I right. decided to kill him in Act Three because I felt like it. Like that's not how it works. Right. It's the right. it's it's fixed. You're tapping into yeah. something, and however it has to play out, you just are the one that can see it, and so yeah. you get to write that book. Yeah, it feels that way when I'm when I'm reading it. I almost felt like there was a part of Stephen King that's reading it too. Yeah. You know, he's something. reading it and writing it. That gets blurry there. He's he's reading it too or something like the story it's just it's really interesting and then and i i think he feels it like when the characters like uh 
something bad happens to them, I think he goes, ah, oh, shit, I didn't, this sucks. Is there a way around it? Like, do they have to, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's yeah. the, he feels that because that's the way I do. Like, I, I think, what well, maybe they could have done this or something, you know? And I, but there, you, like you said, it's fixed. You, you can't. You can't. You know, if, if a character needs to die or something, even yeah, though it's you, the saddest, worst thing in the world, it has to. Mm-hmm. They have to. Like, you can't do John Wick and take the dog part out. Right. It doesn't, right, there's nothing. So yeah. that, that has to be what it is. 100%. And it, I mean, it has to be that. So. All right. Well, that was some. That was a good way to start the weekend. Yeah, it was good. Stephen King. That's that's nice. That's a good. Um, I think that. I know we end on a bunch of usually depressing kind of whatever thing, but I think that's very open. I like that. Yeah, I agree. Stephen King forced it. But you, what's your sense though? Is it a god or a dimension or a brain activity? What is the other? Is it multiple universes? What? Which of those? Well, that that's. It's funny you say that. Right now, uh, it's it's really cool simulation. So, right? so they find they find a character, and, and they're in they're in different worlds, and they're just worlds right beside each yeah, other. Yeah, there are, there are other worlds than these. You know, that sounds believable to me. And uh, the, it's the priest from Salem's Lot is one of the characters in this, and they find him in this other world as you know, and he talks about vampires and stuff, and then how he got here, and he said he would travel, and then the day before. The, the town was called Fort Smith, but then he'd wake up and the paper and now it was called, uh, uh, you know, Fort Johnson or whatever. Like just one little thing might've changed, but it was like a shift in, and uh-huh. you're like, wait, those just, there were, maybe there was a decision that could have really changed it. And it, cause your whole life is just these things that happen and it could have easily gone the other way. And if it did, it would be something different. And we like, just happened to be in this branch. Right. Like I think about like our, 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 like one of the worst mistakes Jess and I ever made was buying our condo in Charleston. Right. Um, and for the longest time I was like, man, I wish I had never done that. It feels so stupid. But if we wouldn't have bought that condo and took a, a huge financial loss and everything, our daughter would not be here. That's how that living there, the, the doctors that we had to meet because we had trouble conceiving all that stuff was all because of that. So it, now in retrospect, I go, man, thank God. I, Cause if you told me how much did you pay to have your daughter, I did any amount there's no amount of money whatever i could get steal rob whatever i would get to, to have her here and so that loss isn't a loss but it could easily have been a different situation where we said nah let's just don't buy a condo just yet and then we'd have a different kid that i would love or maybe it still look like ruby but her name is janice well, gonna, you know? i mean any anything at all could have caused a different sperm out of the millions present right. in that moment and each one of them has unique dna so right. it would have been so just like if you would have like maybe played a different song during lovemaking that night, she wouldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> also <laughs> that, you know, that, that, that's still one of the craziest things. Thrusted just, a little differently once it would it, have been all it would have taken. Well, it's really, it's really crazy because we were told we couldn't have kids and we'd started going through the process. And the first, uh, time we tried, cause you know, they take your sperm, run it through the cylinder and then implant it into the egg. It didn't take. And the guy was like, and the doctor was like, well, let's just try again. And it was really depressing because we were like, oh man, are we going to have kids? And it's expensive and we got to keep trying. And what, you know, gosh, there's going to be, and I promise you, I remember, um, we were having to check Jess's ovulation and I said, and I just knew, I was like, we had to have sex. We both didn't want to, we hadn't in a couple of days where I was like, we have to have sex, um, so we can get pregnant. And then, uh, we did. And it worked like it worked. And now let's say, I'm sorry. 
that was with Ike. I apologize. With Ruby, she was the full process. And then we got with Ike, they told us we couldn't have kids. They, they told us we couldn't. And, I mean, they, they immediately said we can start looking into adoption and all this. I mean, they said that to us. And I remember saying, Jess, no, we are going to have a kid. I just knew it. I felt like it was the Lord telling me. And I said, we have to have sex. And we had sex and she got pregnant. And then the next one, we even had one after that. So, I mean, there are little things that we call miracles or, or things that change your whole life. And it just, it's just there. And so there could, there's, it seems like there's other realities that are just right beside us. And if you saw it, you would understand it, but you can't because it sounds spooky and scary, but we just can't understand it with, because we'd never seen it before. It's like what, uh, create a new color. You can't, but as soon as you saw the new color, you totally understand it in a second. You would get, Oh, I love that color. You would be having the experience. Yeah. And you would if you get experience it. a new color, then it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be scary been, or hard. Yeah. You just go, Oh yeah, I get that. Why didn't I think of that before? Yeah. And there it is. So anyway, yeah, that's, oh man, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right. Y'all have a good weekend.